this is Elle. And you are listening to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast, Season 4. Episode 52. And we want to shout out, as we did in past seasons, some of our listeners who've been staying with us. These are from the last three months. So fresh listeners, shout out to the United States who's holding it down in this terrible election. Yeah, Canada, my homeland, and maybe the future homeland of fleeing Americans. Obviously the UK, you always get a shout out, but you get yeah, another shout out because you are solid listeners. There's always somebody in the UK listening to us. Hold it down. Germany, we see you. And Australia. Oh, wait, and, and there's more. A couple more. A couple <laughs> there's more. Finland, we see you tuning in. Thank you. We love you. I don't think we've ever shouted out Finland. I don't know if we have. Representing a different part of Scandinavia. And in the top, like, 10 that we're doing, like, the only Scandinavian country. It's true. Uh, and lastly, we're going to shout out India, who, again, I do agree we probably should be illegal there, but, like... Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for, you know, fighting the uphill battle of listening to us, whatever that may be. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're here. We're here um, this week. We do not know our president. Uh, the election was Tuesday. Today is Friday. Electoral colleges are still being, votes are being counted. Votes are being counted. We are in purgatory, folks. <laughs> yeah. But here we are, you know, we're just, uh, we're staying alive here. We're staying afloat. And uh, we're here to bring you some some good content in the <laughs> interim. content. It's like we're watching the like world like crash and burn. I'm like, well, here's our dating lives. <laughs> the you content date? you subscribe to yeah, for. Right. Here's how to date in the impending apocalypse. Honestly, I think if anyone would keep it together in the apocalypse, it would be like Americans. <laughs> we would just like, go about our fucking business. Like, what do you mean I can't get a gel manicure? <laughs> so New Yorkers is really, I think, what you mean by that statement. I don't know. I feel like maybe. I mean, it depends if the local Walmart in like, I don't know, Montana is <laughs> out of order. Listen, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So, um... <sighs> Aside from the predicament of our, you know, nation's past, present, and future, and the future of democracy. Yeah, like, moving on. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? Um, okay, so for me, in my last episode, I kind of went through why Westchester dating has been so terrible, and all the terrible dates, or attempted dates that I've had. And L, last time you said... A piece of advice, which is like that I brushed off almost immediately. Which is like to start dating again in the city. And it just got to like a really low point that I was just like, yeah, like honestly, fuck it. So I went to a friend's housewarming in Astoria and I changed my location to like Astoria, like manually on hinge. And in that time, I actually matched with a few people. One of them being um, a guy from Astoria. And, like, I did, like, the Google map ways thing. And it was only, like, a 33-minute drive yeah, from where I live. So it's really not that bad. So I was like, okay, like, my friends still live in Astoria as well. Like, we just did the housewarming. Like, if the date is terrible, like, I'm, I can just, like, go and hang out with them, like, honestly. So I decided to do it. And he also knew I was from Westchester. Like, I didn't lie. I usually lie. Okay, that's good. Turning <laughs> over a new leaf. Right. I was like, fuck it. Like, he better know that I'm, like, not... I'm, I, I've got nothing to hide. and do not have to lie about anymore. Like, I just honestly don't care. Um, and for our listeners yeah. who maybe don't know the context of this, if yeah. you listen back to season, like, two and prior, before B was living in one of the five boroughs, 
um, she would make her location on dating apps Harlem. And yeah. then just pretend she lived really far uptown in Harlem. Yeah. But, like, in, in quarantine, you really can't lie because people are home all the time. It's yeah. not like you're coming from work or you're, like, you know, doing something else. Like, you really can't lie in quarantine. Right. A trip so. into the city is a, a deliberate trip into the city. Yeah. So, we had this date planned for Sunday. I've just, like, been busy a lot of weekends. So, I was like, fuck it. Like, I need some dick. And... Um, he suggested a cocktail bar, of course. It was, like, literally around the corner from his house. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, but, like, I was, like, there. I was, like, for getting fucked. So mm-hmm. my initial thought was it's very cold because the weather's been changing and that day was just a very, very cold day. And I like disregarded it completely again. (laughs) He even mentioned like, it's cold. Like, do you sure you sure you want to do like an outdoor thing or whatever? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Let's go to a bar. I ain't no bitch. Well, like he was suggesting other outdoor shit, like taking a walk or like seeing a sculpture museum. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sorry, but I have thoughts on this. The fucking sculpture garden as a former resident of Astoria, I do not understand why Astorians regard this as if it's like the eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) It's a fucking park. It's nice on a sunny day. Go take a stroll. Sure. But like a first date, it's not the, you know, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but it's not the Untermeyer Gardens. It's not something that's like (laughs) to be, you know, visited Right. And, it's, company. and for me, it, it was like, for me, it was the activity, like, I just hate, like, a non-traditional first date. Like, yes. Okay. To briefly, briefly also throw it back to, um, I can't remember when, but we decided to do activity dates for an episode of the yes. pod. And, uh, we decided we're not going to go to a bar first date. And we just have like date burnout, I think. And we were just like been to just cocktail bar, cocktail bar, like, pub, bar, dive bar, everything bar, bar, yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, I understood at that point, like, we needed some sort of thing. You went on, like, a ski ball date. I went to barcade. Yeah, like, yeah. we made it happen. But, like, now, in that moment, I was just like, I don't want to walk. I don't want to go in activity. And I think it was because I really, really did not want to date him, like, date him like a person. Right. Which makes me kind of re-look at all the dates I've been on that readily were like, yes, bar. Because, like, I feel activity is some rom-com bullshit where you're like, I really want to get to know you. Yeah, you, like, have to want to spend time with that person if you're going to be up and about. And also, one minor clarification, I did go on a few, like, Prospect Park first dates, over the summer but again that was when it was nice out it was a nice thing to get to go cocktails which was very you know in vogue amidst covid and sit out on a blanket and hang out with a person that you're just meeting but when it's cold out and you're gonna walk through a sculpture park like i don't really see the appeal of that in you know october yeah it was no appeal and i he also suggested a museum and i hate the museum date because i've been on one museum date and it was like so sobering it's like the fluorescent lighting it's very empty it's very quiet you don't know if you're wait to talk about are you making fun of the art are you like appreciating the art it's during the day i mean maybe it was if it was like a nighttime cocktail like sort of bar museum thing because they do like Museum nights and shit. Where yeah, yeah. serve drinks. Botanical Gardens does that. That's a vibe. That's a mood. But like the daytime, like like museum date is just not appealing to anybody. It's not. So um, I was like, no to all of that. I was like, I'm a. Um, what can I say? I was like, I'm a traditionalist. I like a bar the first date. 
I'm a traditional kind of girl. Get me drunk. Yeah, I'm a little conservative that way. <laughs> um, only in my first date. And like, I'm so conservative. I think guys should pay that. <laughs> um, so we met up outside. The bar place was like really cute. It was called Mosaic in Astoria. The outdoor area was the only part that was open. So unfortunately, we didn't see any of the cute craft, you know. Yeah, the inside is the whole thing. Yeah, like it's the, literally the like velvet couches and all of that. But. Yeah, we were literally in like lawn chairs, basically under a, a tent awning. It was no vibe. But um, the cocktails were good. I switched to mold wine almost immediately because oh, it was so cold. But it was really, really really good yes. and halfway through this date like not even between maybe like our first and second drink I get a text from my boss and like my boss has my number and like basically guys you know I've been unemployed for a while I don't even know if I said this on the pod but I'm employed now <laughs> I don't know if you have said it yeah so um, I was unemployed in, for the last six months I was taking unemployment it was one of those COVID layoffs it was like a lot um, but I was fine with it now in retrospect I feel like happy and like proud to admit like unemployment was probably one of the best things that ever happened oh, to I would have loved <laughs> a few months off I literally just cashing that government check doing jack shit like during a pandemic it was amazing honestly self-care self-care at, at its finest so now that i have a job um it's like responsibility and all this other bullshit i do have like a good pay increase and basically it's just like something else to worry about and like my role is very i don't know i could basically have to do work when i have to do work right, you're very on demand yeah but like it's not like i'm working eight hours a day it's right. just basically i have to be on call but like it's a sunday and it's an afternoon like monday's literally tomorrow like if it's anything important like and there was nothing important like there wasn't a project there wasn't a deadline there was nothing so it's maybe around like 5 p.m and i get a text from my boss saying like hey, did you see my email? Check my email frantically. He sent it like three hours ago asking if I could do something. And I was just for someone else. Like, no, no, no actual like details or documents sent to do stuff asking if I could do something. So I lied. And I was like, oh, wait this weekend, but I'll, I'll be back like tonight. Um, and can I send it to you first thing Monday morning? And I had to be the person this, now we're back on the date, right? I had to be the person to say to this guy, I'm sorry, it's like work. <laughs> <laughs> instantly became like the meme of a New York woman. Yes. And I've seen these like TikTok short things yes, about it. Yes. And it's like, I never actually knew that was a thing that people didn't do. I, I've been on dates. I'm sure you have before where like you've checked your email. They've checked your email and New Yorkers fucking understand. Like I've never actually like, unless it's been like a, an excessive amount, but it's like, Hey, can I check my email real quick? Or go to the bathroom. You check your email. Like it's something you just do because of this crazy unhealthy work-life balance. I literally didn't know that this was problematic until I started seeing the TikTok videos. About yeah. it. And then I was like, Oh, people in LA are checking their emails. I'm like, like don't do this. Weird. Yeah, no. Um, so I had to be that person, but whatever. And he's like, well, your boss texts you. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm so glad my boss doesn't have my number. And I was like, it's not like, <laughs> no. So um, now I'm anxious <laughs> and I'm stressed because like it left off very kind of like disappointed. And I've been only sort of this job in the last two months and I haven't fucked up since. Of course, the day is going to come. Right. And it happens to be on a Sunday afternoon. Like also like you have no fucking respect or 
audacity or even like reason to be mad at me. It's Sunday afternoon. It's not like, like he said to me, you should have let me know you're going away or let me know next time. Like, bitch, what? It's the weekend. It's you weren't taking a long weekend. No. You weren't, you weren't leaving the country. Yeah, no. You were just... Busy on a Sunday. Indisposed on a Sunday, yeah. yeah. So I was, like, a little stressed about that because, like, I was like, okay, like, um, he's like, it really needs to be done tonight. Um, can you do it when you get home? And I was like, yeah, it won't be till later, but, like, yeah, if you send me those details, now I can do it. So I drove to this date, and I knew I, like, couldn't drink a lot because I needed to drive back anyways, but it's something else to, like, know mentally. You have to, like, after a date, drive home and, like, now log into your computer and do yeah. work. Like, I was just like, oh, it really fucking annoyed me, so then I started to drink more. And <laughs> um, after, like, uh, basically three rounds on my end and two rounds on his end, we decided to like walk back to his apartment, which is around the corner because it was fucking brick. And then I get an email for, or a text from my boss saying like, oh, I think you might be off the hook. Like X says like he doesn't need you anymore. Um, but I'll keep you updated. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So like now I feel like a little bit better, but like that was still in the back of my mind for like a full hour before I got that message. And the guy himself, let's talk about him, not the situation. (laughs) So he was ginger and he was my first ginger and way more attractive than I thought in like real life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, His profile was fine, but obviously dated. But like in real life, he was like 6'3", solidly and like good looking, had like really nice blue eyes. Um, What's the catch, you ask? Well, (laughs) he's boring as shit. I mean. (laughs) Oh my God. Like it was fine like fine like he wasn't like I don't know he wasn't like a terrible person right he wasn't like disrespectful for women or like you know he wouldn't vote for Trump like you know he was just fine and that's almost makes it worse folks we have a theme arising this is going to be the theme of the episode men who are just kind of capital fine. F fine but that makes it sound like they're no, fine no 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 lowercase f fine fine okay yeah fine <laughs> <laughs> You hear that difference? So, like, I was just like, okay, I already drove down here. Like, I didn't drive down here not to get fucked. So, like, um, we switched to, like, some IPAs. And then I meet both of his roommates who he met off Craigslist. And they seemed to be more normal and, like, funny and had personalities, especially compared to him. I was like, maybe he's not that bad. And then I met his roommates. And they were super lovely, super nice. And I was like, oh, fuck. I really got, like, the, like, good-looking, boring roommate. (laughs) Um, So we ended up, like, hooking up. And, like, it was weird because, like, you know, we talked about this before. But, like, little physical touch, like, when you start the day. Yes, yes. Let's you know that there's, like, a green light there. Exactly. Like, none of that through all of like the three drinks on my end like walking to his apartment which is maybe like a seven minute walk like he could have held my hand he could have done anything flirty could give me a motherfucking compliment like nothing and I was there like okay I know you're attracted to me because we're walking to your apartment but I need something and then we get to his apartment and like we talk to his roommate who's like leaving to go to his girlfriends he leaves and then like 
he's getting drinks and we're sitting on the couch and then his other roommate comes in and he's doing laundry and then he leaves and then finally it's just us and still no contact oh, sitting God. on the same side of a couch like literally my arm is resting like this on top of the couch fully all like subtle non-verbal cues like I'm opening my body towards him facing him completely like even the yep. feet thing you know I'm getting all Posturing, yes. So I eventually say, I'm surprised you haven't kissed me yet. And then, duh, he kisses me. Um, but, like, you know when there's a kiss and there's, like, no connection at all? Absolutely. Like, it was literally just, like... <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't know. <laughs> it was just, like, mouth on mouth, lips on lips, like, just moving. But it wasn't bad. It was just... Is. It was just nothing. It yeah. was just it was just nothing. But I was like, we're already here, and your bedroom's literally a couple feet away. So um, we go to his bedroom. Oh, I forgot to mention um, we smoked weed because I had weed, and I was like, they want to smoke some weed. This is before I got the email from my boss saying like I don't have to work. By the way, <laughs> so Wait, is he like a regular smoker? No. So he had like no weed on him. He's like basically like I I used to smoke weed, but I smoke weed if there's weed around now. I was like, well, there's weed around if you're down to smoke. And I was, because I was feeling a little stressy. Um, So we smoked, and we were drinking, and then we go back. But I feel, like, fucking fine, you know? (laughs) Two of those drinks, I quote-unquote, were mulled wine. I mean, you might as well be juice water. So, like, I was fucking clear-headed, but he was, like, kind of drunk at this point and now cross-faded. So we start hooking up on his bed, and... Like, he was kind of hard to start, but then it just got into, like, whiskey dick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to make him feel bad about it, but, like, it did happen. But, like, the reason why he gets an A- minus overall is because he made me come three times knowing that he had whiskey dick. Wanted to good all in all. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely um, was, like, I had a good time, you know, got my rocks off. Um, then after we had sex, uh, or, like, I came, I guess, for, like, the third time I checked my phone and uh, my boss was like yeah you're off the hook and I was like ah yes everything's better now and then it's around 10 o'clock and I'm like so I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna leave now bye yeah I was like tired and like our dates started at 4 so 4 to 10 that's a lot like, of time to spend with someone right and I've, we've already fucked so I gotta commute home now <laughs> right right I'm good on this <laughs> they just gotta pay bills you know <laughs> So um, we left it at that, and on the date, um, he went to, like, a, a SUNY school, and he was from Long Island. So was what like, was the SUNY school? Buffalo. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't want to say exactly what it was, but it doesn't really fucking matter. But basically, two of my best friends went, all went to Buffalo, and, like, so did, like, their boyfriends. So I was like, oh, fuck. I'm sure we have mutual friends, and we, like, joked about it on the date, but I never actually looked him up because on Hinge, you have a last name to go off of. I didn't want to look it up. I didn't want to know. So I go home. We exchange numbers. And sure enough, Facebook. This is like an ongoing oh, theme of this motherfucking I podcast. I fucking hate this. I hate this. Facebook needs to <laughs> stop meddling. How many times have I sat here? It's the same motherfucking thing Sorry, to you. get out of my life. <laughs> So you don't know what we're talking about. When you add a number, Facebook, like, searches that number through their internal database and yep. gives you friend suggestions. And that's even worse now because Facebook is now, um, owns WhatsApp, now owns Instagram. Like, copy-paste, bruv. Like, everywhere. Everything that your phone number is in, 
is accessible to Facebook. Exactly. Pretty much. So sure enough, literally the same day, no chill Facebook suggested friend his name. And I was like, great. So I click obviously his profile because I need to look at it and has two mutual friends. One of them is one of my um, friends, boyfriends. And another one is one of my other friends, like boyfriend's friend. And I text them and I was like, oh, like, do you know this guy? Like whatever. Um, or how does, how does like your boyfriend know this guy? And the girl who's, um, whose boyfriend is friends with him is like, oh, he grew up two blocks away from me in Long Island. We went to, they went to the same high school and then they went to the same college. She's like, I've met this person. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, so it's fine. I mean, it's not like I'm ever going to see him again. And he did make me come three times, but like, and he was a decent guy, honestly, all around. It was just like, great. Like, can I, I literally drove to meet you in a store. And this is the fallacy of dating when you're a New Yorker in any regards, just living your entire life, like him, his entire life, like going to SUNY, being from New York, the New York City area, living in New York City. We've come to a certain age that there is no fucking way possible not to know that person through a mutual friend yep. unless they yep. can't fucking expat it here from fucking Wyoming. Yep. That's the only way we find a stranger. And then who wants to date that person? Yep. That's true. So did you, did either of you like message each other after the date? Was there like a phone number exchange? Yeah, we texted for a bit, but honestly, like I was just kind of like whatever about it. Yeah. And then I was busy for the next like three weekends because it was like, I don't know, shit going on. Um, and yeah, that was it. Slow fade. Love Slow it. fade. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, that's pretty similar to how all of my recent dates have been. Um, so listeners where I last left you, it was, I had been seeing that one guy who didn't know how to do casual. And so things kind of came to a, to an end there. And then I've been on like three or four dates since then within the past like month and a half. And it's all been a very similar pattern where I match with guys on Hinge and Hinge is the only app that I downloaded after, um, after I was newly single again. So it's the one I've been sticking to, but I match with these guys and depending how much effort I feel like putting in, I mean, we have some level of conversation, but recently it's been pretty quick. It's literally been like, you know, a quick banter. And then what's your COVID strategy? <laughs> what's your address? <laughs> and then like, when do you want to go out? So it's been like, there hasn't been a ton of like, you know, actual um, communication and like getting to know each other on the app first. So I've kind of been going into these blade, into these dates blind um, to an extent. But on every single one I've been on lately, it's just like no spark whatsoever. Um, so one of them was with this guy who was like from California and he looked cute in his pictures. We met, he lived in my neighborhood, which I was like, that's a double plus. <laughs> yeah, you um, love the neighborhood, Sharon. I love a local bay. Mm -hmm. um, so he lived close by and I was like, okay, like, let's go somewhere. I actually, so he lives in Park Slope. I live in Crown Heights. So I was like, I love Park Slope. Do you have a good place you can recommend? And it's, it's not too far from me. So it's not like out of the way, really. So he suggested three like sit down dinner places and I looked at, yeah. And I looked at like the menus and they were all like very much like full course meal kind of places. 
And I was like, oh, I kind of prefer like a tapas or like a small plate kind of thing for a first date. Like I found this great tapas spot. Like, how do you feel about this? And he was like, yeah, sure. That works. So we meet there and we look at the menus and he's like, by the way, I'm a vegetarian. And I'm like, Oh, I feel like, isn't that on Hinge though? Like, um, no, food preferences? no, no, no. Fuck. if it is, he didn't answer it. So he's a vegetarian. I'm like, do you eat seafood though? He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, but like, why? He's like, it's alive. And I'm like, but so are you. This is why I didn't want to say anything when you first said it, but like being from California is a red flag. It's also for me personally, a deal breaker. <laughs> like, fuck that. In retrospect, I think it's now a red flag for me too, to an extent. I mean. I could date someone from California who is socially conscious, environmentally conscious, but also loves a good meal and yeah. has a good relationship with food. I mean, no hate. Like, we were vegetarians. I was pescatarian. We were. I I was a pescatarian. Yeah. I was a vegetarian. I was a vegan. Like, yeah. I have gone through all of it. understand. Right. And at <laughs> some point, I realized that this is not the life I want for myself. I can definitely limit and cut back my meat intake for the sake of like sustainability but at the same time like I want to live my life I want to have like a life full of rich experiences and many of those experiences need to be food related (laughs) because I it's a love language for you because I have a good relationship with food yeah and so we sit down to eat and I'm like okay well you don't eat seafood or meat at all. So, okay, like, I gravitate towards the cheeses. Which is all, I mean, what is, like, a vegetarian tapas, anyway? Right, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I feel like the burrata is, like, a, that's a given. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what's burrata? I'm sorry, what? Is- I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, I've just never had it before. I'm like, it's like an amazing soft like cheese, almost like a soft fresh mozzarella. Like I am just at a loss because I'm like, you don't eat meat or fish, so cheese meat should probably be one of your main food groups. Right. Right. And this boy does not know what a fucking burrata is, but I'm like, trust me, you'll love it. It's delicious. So we, you know, add that to the list of things we're gonna order, and then he's like. So, like, we can do that, and then let's do, like, some Brussels sprouts, which I'm down for, and he's like, and then we can do, like, a cheese plate. And I'm like, okay, we can do a cheese plate, like, sucks that we can't have some, like, fucking prosciutto on it. It's fine. I I can deal. Also, eat before a date. I mean, like, you should be coming to a date, like, ordering, like, I don't know, one or two things. Something light. Something light. But I'm also, like, okay, it was also weird because... I always eat before a date because I'm never going to be sitting there starving, like waiting for a guy to volunteer (laughs) that we should eat something. Although I'm usually like, oh, we should get something to pick on. Yeah. But like, before we even started ordering, he's like, by the way, like, I've got this. Like, I'm going to pay the bill in case that influences what you're ordering. What the fuck? And I'm like, that's, I'm like, it doesn't. Like, that's super weird. So weird. Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah. Because, like, I think that is, like, dosed in misogyny in a way to, yeah. like, say, like, I've got this. And do you not think you are a working woman who also has her own money? Also, do you also think you're such a lesser woman that you would, I, like, order differently yeah. because somebody else is paying? I can guarantee you I make more than this guy by far. 
And also, why would you assume that of me? Yeah. I yeah. Don't, like, what does that, that think about what he thinks of you is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And like, what are you opening the door for here? Yeah. Are you opening the door for a girl to be like, oh, well, I was just going to say, let's get one cheese and split. But now, since you're paying, let's get one of everything. To be honest, what's left on the menu? You ordered two of the cheeses. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, right? We basically had cheese inside of cheese with one vegetable. <laughs> Um, those were the only options, but still I was like, this is weird. And now makes me feel weird about whatever I'm ordering, but I'm still going to order what I was going to order either way. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just so weird. weird. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, don't do that. That's fucking weird. Yeah. If you, if you plan on paying that comes out when the check arrives, right? You don't need to preface with that because that creates this weird, like, Hey, like I'm going to pay for this for you. Like power dynamic that then lingers for the rest of the date. Yeah. Where it's like, you are now my guest and this, you know, this is all my treat. Yeah. Honestly, I might've like, if someone said to me, I would be like, like, obviously the vibe, right? Like how he says it, the circumstances and stuff. But like, if it came off the way it sounded like it came off, I might have just been like, hey, like, actually, like, I'm cool going Dutch and see how he responds to that. Was, like, he said it. I mean, it felt like he was being nice. Like, this guy didn't seem like he had a mean bone in his yeah. body. So he was definitely like being nice about it. But I was like, it's still weird nonetheless, because it puts me in a position where now I have the option of considering like that you're paying within the choices of what we order. Like yeah. it's just, it's weird because it gives me that, I don't know, that extra thing to think about. Weird. And yeah, it like kind of like it lingers over the entire rest of like the decisions of the night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like a weird moment, but yeah, so we end up getting like burrata and then we're like deciding on cheeses and I'm like, Oh, well, Manchego feels like a good, like, a good given solid cheese and he's like favorites. he's like oh i've never had manchego are you fucking serious i'm like bro yours oh for two on the cheese category <laughs> what are you <laughs> more cheese categories <laughs> um yeah so like we like anyway like i pretty much order everything that we're getting <laughs> we get some cocktails um and then we start talking about like our diets and whatever and i'm like yeah i actually eat vegetarian most of the time I don't ever cook meat really like I mostly um get my protein through like non-meat sources and I'm like so like what do you eat for protein and he's like oh mostly eggs I'm like so you have eggs for every meal he's like well no like I have like a soylent like um the the fucking soylent I know like, soylent protein is. shake yeah. thing He's like, I have one of those for a meal every day. So that's then it's so just sad. like one more meal and that's usually eggs. I'm like, you're a vegetarian and you're not even doing it right. Like no. I have like, I make like a huge bean veggie salad. I'll make tofu. I'll make like, there's so many other great ways that you can get protein in your diet without yeah. eating meat. And you know, none of them. So you're some kind of like weird basic vegetarian that like, I just, I cannot vibe with. Uh... I have no idea. I feel like Soylent is very San Fran. It just feels sad to me. It's it like, is sad. It's like you're living your life day in and day out, and you don't love the food that you're eating enough to actually, like, I don't know, like, you don't you don't care about food enough to, like, 
want to eat things that make you feel good and that yeah. taste good. You know, like it just like a massive incompatibility. It's yeah, it's something that I cannot relate to in any way. And, like, wait, he was suggesting dinner. Like, what are the dinner yes. places he was well, suggesting? Well, he suggested an Italian place. Okay, which easy. like okay, you're gonna eat fucking pasta, Duh. basic, but yeah. like whatever. And then he suggested actually like um like a five star Mexican restaurant. Which now I'm looking back, I'm like, what would you have eaten there? I guess no, you can get like a veggie enchilada. Uh, yes, but this is a man who didn't <laughs> name beans as like a protein source that he normally eats. So I'm like, do you eat beans? Like, do you like? Is that a? I don't know. I feel like you should have said something when you were choosing the restaurant. That yeah. was the time to say something with, with dietary restrictions. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I don't know. It was just like weird from that perspective, and I'm like, we're definitely not compatible. But I was like, whatever. I'm already out. It's Saturday night. Yeah. I look good. I'm gonna make the most of this night. And it was just, like, the conversation was very, like, blah. There was no, like, real connection there. I remember at one point, there was a lull in the conversation. <laughs> and he goes, so are your parents still together? <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, that's, that's all so weird. I get <laughs> What your parents do then like are they still together right please tell me about your childhood traumas i was like um that's weird that's a really weird ask <laughs> that's weird that's suspicious that's suspicious that's weird <laughs> but yeah um yeah just not a lot of compatibility there so we you know had our couple rounds of drinks we had our tapas um, he loved everything I ordered, by the way. Of course. So hopefully that's I mean, now in his good. food repertoire. Bro, um, if you've never had burrata, I would love to have burrata for the first time again. Like that, it was oh changing. Oh my God, life changing. Truly. Like, amazing. Truly amazing. Amazing. Um, but yeah, like we did that and then we like had another round somewhere else. He insisted on paying for everything. I tried to pay for the, the later round and he wouldn't let me. Um, and then it was time to leave and I was like, I'm going for a run early in the morning. So I got to oh, go. Lies. Lies and slander. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, and then I, uh, hugged him goodbye and, <laughs> and then quickly turned and left so he couldn't like try to like lean mm. in for a kiss. And that was that. Did you feel like he was going to try a kiss? Like, do you feel like on, on his end, he was like, this is a good day? Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, he like, I think he put his arm around me when we were working, when we were walking from the first bar to the second. And I was kind of like, this is weird. I don't feel anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, whatever, it's an arm around my waist. It's fine. We're walking a block. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I definitely like, I knew he was going to try to lean in mm-hmm. and I just like very swiftly like hugged and turned and pivoted and walked away. Yeah. And like shouted my goodbye with a wave, like as I was already walking. Whoa. So yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of been the tone of like all of my recent dates. Honestly, there was that one. There was like one other that was like very similar where I, again, very swiftly, like did like the quick like kiss on the cheek hug and then like bye are all the good men taken there's a possibility Um, that could be this this is what i'm trying to figure out like are there only boring single men left in new york 
or am I just like getting unlucky time after time after time? Because this is now like four dates in a row of complete strikeouts. I mean, we are getting older. I'm like, I'm 27 going on 28, RIP. You're 26 going on 27, RIP. Like the dating is changing for sure. I do think there's a lot of like when I first started dating in quarantine, like phase four, um, a lot of people just got out of relationships. Like mm-hmm. almost everyone I went on a date with has recently broken up with someone because of COVID and quarantine and shit. So I definitely think there's people out there, but maybe they've met new people by this time. Like oh it's God. weird. It's cuffing season technically. I mean, it's a pandemic. Uh, we're uh, women of a certain age. Like yeah. <laughs> what factors say, going on? I will say Hinge was like pretty dry towards the end of summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. It's now popping. I'm getting matches left and right and I'm getting instantly asked on a lot of dates, like with literally like, you know, two exchanges of information first. Maybe people are also being but, relaxed about COVID. Like I think during the summer it was still like very like like New York wasn't open yet. Yeah, like people yeah. are going back to the office and stuff now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's partially cuffing season. Like, guys just wanting to, like, instantly get out there and go on dates. Um, and I don't know if that's maybe why I'm, like, striking out. I mean, I guess I'm not striking out. They're striking out. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, that's, like, maybe what's kind of um, influencing the situation is that I'm not really spending time trying to get to know them on the app first. Yeah. But it's also, like, I can't really dedicate any level of energy yeah. To just talking with a guy when I know that, like, it probably won't even result in a date most of the time. Yeah. And that boring guy, like, he was really good on chat. Like, his banter was good, but he didn't, like, level up in real life. And the, having a good conversation on the app is not a guarantee yes. of a good date. Okay. Like, so I don't think you're doing anything wrong in that way because you can't predict that. Yeah. Wait, so I went on a guy. I went, wait, I went on a date with a guy, <laughs> um, like, two weeks ago and we had very good banter on the app. I thought he was going to be very like quick witted and funny and um, a little bit like dark humor and like kind of interesting because the banter went that way. But then I met him in real life and he was just like super mellow, like too mellow, Mm -hmm. almost like disengagingly mellow. And yeah, like the second that he, that he sat down, I was like, "Mm -mm, this ain't it. His hair was also short in all these pictures on the app. Now it was like long and grown out, like Jesus hair. Oh, I hate that. It's not becoming. It could be, it's a good look on some guys, I think, but it was not a good look on him. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I truly don't because like, okay, so I went on one date IRL in Westchester and like, again, we had like a good chat. Like it seemed like he was traveled and hit all the boxes and um, yeah, in real life, it was just instantly, like, no physical attraction. Like, yeah. He lied about his height. Um, and, yeah, like, just no... The person, the personality match. Like, you can't recreate that shit on apps. Like, mm-hmm. literally, apps are just a uh, means to an end. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, also, should we say what we're drinking? Oh, yes, we are drinking Gimlets. I'll Cucumber them. Gimlets. They're really, really good. I never drink gin because I get really, really drunk. <laughs> 
That's the opposite for me. I literally believe that gin is my superpower. Like when people ask you that tacky question on the apps, like what would your superpower be? I'm like, I already have one. And it's literally drink gin to no end. Well, that's like whiskey is my superpower. Like we were watching um, the election and I was like drinking uh, Bulvardiers. They're like uh, Boulevardiers or something like they're like whiskey Negronis basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, does anyone want them? And um, my friend, like, P was like, no, I'm trying to keep, you know, level head, like, um, just stick with beer. And I was like, I'm saying that's why I'm drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can throw it back on whiskey, but like anything else. Um, actually, so it's my brother's birthday this week. And we went out to uh, birthday dinner and it was so good. I went to Key Oyster House. Oh my God, I saw. Uh, it was so amazing. I fucking love that place. If you're in Westchester listening, it's in it's in White Plains. The oysters, they do steak, like they do lobster. Everything on that menu is like a 10 out of 10. Um, there, I think I've only ordered like steak pretty much when I go there and like raw oysters. Um, so <laughs> I was drunk last night and I was like, oh my God, I can't remember the last time I got this drunk. Like, like, I mean, there sands, like, you know, even Halloween and I guess I was really fucked up on Halloween. But like, <laughs> the, best, the best moment. Literally um, four days before. <laughs> okay. Um, so B had a little, a very small COVID friendly Halloween yeah. get together. Um, I came to it and I spent the night. The next morning I woke up and I was like, B, someone definitely threw up in your bathroom. B was like, yeah, I know it was me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I, okay, so I made this like black punch, like I put food dye in it so it looked spooky and everyone drank it. You got really fucked up on this punch. Yeah, what was in the punch? So it's like a giant Manhattan plus one part. Oh, so it's a Thanksgiving um, punch. Cranberry juice. Yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving punch with the black dye. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My Thanksgiving punch is legendary, as you can tell. Right. So, um, I was just smoking a lot of weed and I think that got me fucked up because I was drinking the punch for the longest time as was everybody. And I went to the bathroom and I was like, I had a feeling like, you know, when you're like sitting down, like I should throw up, like I'm literally like feeling like I want to throw up, like, okay. So I go to the bathroom and I, someone just left and I don't know, like, I don't know, them just leaving really disgusted me. Like, just like, I'm but that sat on that toilet seat and then I was just like it just it was triggered me right like some people think of like curdled milk or something it just like it triggered me and I didn't want to get close to the toilet like I didn't want to put my head in the toilet oh so I was God. like that's gross so I just project <laughs> this makes so much sense now from like the top but my eyes were closed and it just really there's a lot of ricochet ricocheted that was the exact word you said it a second before I could just ricocheted um yeah and then I had to be the one to clean up my own vomit the next day but I cleaned up a lot of it the night of I just didn't get like the back splashes and stuff right right. a beautiful image we're painting for our listeners beautiful beautiful yes yes. Um, (laughs) but anyway I want to tell you what got me fucked up (laughs) um at dinner so we started and they made this thing called a Brooklyn Negroni, which was like a regular Negroni with one part of this pomegranate liqueur. So, and they also added Aperol. It tasted like a Negroni spritz. It was truly 
amazing. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I drank that in like thirty seconds because like it just goes down so easily. And then after that, I was like, "Well, we're at, you know oysters, steak. It's Manhattan time. My favorite cocktail." So I get a Manhattan. Um, my brother gets a Manhattan as well. He got like a mark to start, and then my dad orders a bottle of rosé for the table. Um, so Oof. we drink yeah. the rosé. Like literally, at all times there was three glasses of beverages of alcohol, like in front of me. Mm-hmm. So um, finish the Negroni, have a Manhattan, order another Manhattan, drinking the wine. Oh, this combo another, is me right now. Another vicariously. A bottle of red was ordered for the table. We drank the red, and then I drank the other Manhattan. I was like drunk. <laughs> Oh and it didn't really hit me until like like I think I ate a lot of food too which is why I was like at bay but then I got home and I was just like really fucking I just like died I went to sleep yep yep Something but right. no hangover you know blessed yeah I don't I think that ever since our whiskey night wow when we drank <laughs> that whole bottle of whiskey yeah I don't know if any hangover will ever hit me as hard again that wasn't even that bad I woke up feeling fine because I'm thoroughly convinced we were still pretty drunk. <laughs> um, I remember us like waking up being like, oh, I feel pretty good. Yeah, feel we feel pretty really good. good. Yeah, we feel great. Going to get coffee, feeling good still. And then I got to the dentist <laughs> and like I had to have like some pretty like extensive dental work done. I'm hopped up on fucking nitrous. And I told my dentist, my dentist has known me for like 10 years and I have dentri- I have a nitrous every single time I go to the dentist because I quote have anxiety um, <laughs> slash like to have a good time. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. But so he like you know he he feels for me, so he gives me nitrous every single time I go, including just for cleanings, which is what the fuck. Fun. I have cleanings and I'm high as shit the whole time. Dentists are the chillest doctors ever. They really I love are. My dentists as well. They really are, and this dude is just like. I know what works for you. I know how to get you like comfortable, feeling good. So you're not freaking out. So I'll give it to you every time. I'm like, all right, buddy, we're good here. Um, So I'm sitting there like starting to feel the nitrous come on. And I'm like, doc, I need you to dial it back a little bit from my normal level because I'm hungover and I might get disoriented and throw up. And he's like, I got you, kid. I'll dial it back a little bit. Oh, my God. And I felt fine. I held it together throughout the appointment and then I left and it was suddenly like the, like not even the come down, but the like back to reality. Yeah. Plus like the hangover that had been kind of like pending in the background all hit me at once. And then the pain from like the shots, uh, like the, you know, numbing shots, whatever, everything hit me at once. And I was like, I might die. And I drove <laughs> home feeling like I might die. Yeah. And then I got home and I was just like, I was crying because I was so hungover. <laughs> and my brothers are just feeding me like an alternating, like, like weed and pasta. Like literally, yes. like, here, here Elle, hit the pen. Here Elle, eat some pasta. Here Elle, hit the pen again. Here Elle, eat some pasta. It was a beautiful thing, but I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> See, I think I skipped that because I just got stoned and went to bed. Like after our coffee. That in the is morning. exactly what I needed to do yeah. and what I, what I should have done. Um, but again, the forces that be wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me do that. Yeah. Literally. So yeah, I don't think any hangover has hit me as hard since then. Knock wood. I mean, you know, who knows now that I've said this tomorrow might be the day, but, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's been a long ass week. Cause it's been, it was the Halloween thing I hosted that I, I had people over like literally 
two days later because yeah. I was doing like an election viewing thing with a few people like the same people who were like basically at the Halloween thing were just me back and like my apartment was like fucking wreck okay after the party like I went full spooky cobwebs there was handprints and bloody things everywhere so much Halloween decor it was so kitschy it was so cute but like Monday I spent all of Monday cleaning I took out the rugs I was hanging them outside I don't know the second floor so I was hanging them outside the window like beating them by the side trying to get all the dust out I mopped every single room in this apartment um because even though people took their shoes off people spilled drinks too myself included the entire bar part i had to take everything and wipe everything individually down because they're covered in whiskey because one of my friends gave me a little whiskey barrel with my my name on it like it was so cute um and drunkenly we're like let's fill it up now so we fill an entire that little ass fucking barrel fills an entire bottle of whiskey by the way so me and p like fill it up be like he's like why are you doing it so close you should do it high and then like it'll jizzle down oh my god like, if you're so clever you do it oh my god you're so, cascading it like fucking moroccan tea so then he tries <laughs> to cascade it right and then it fucking whiskey goes everywhere obviously oh there was whiskey backsplash at one point i was mopping the wall <laughs> i can't make this up <laughs> can't make this up but by the time tuesday came around everything was back to normal you saw the apartment like it was fine yeah um, so I made like a full recovery, but I did that Tuesday, my brother's birthday bullshit dinner yesterday, and then I have their birthday bullshit with him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I literally don't even want to see anyone for like the next week. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> I don't want to see same. anyone. Literally this week I was like, oh fuck, I gotta go to B's brother's birthday. It's going to be just more social interaction than I can bear. I think I'm tapped out. You know, I'm at a max, but gotta, gotta go, gotta show face. Yeah, show face, but um, it's also like a busy season with holidays. I think COVID will see if it is to this level because like there has been a rise in cases. So we'll see if like things start closing down and I don't know, like other countries are going back into quarantine. Yeah, yeah. New York in itself has been doing fine. Um, so that's, I think that's why like more shit has been going on too. Yeah, I feel like it's only a matter of time, but like that's my problem right now is combination of cases going back up and then just also like social exhaustion yeah i have so many guys on hinge right now in the queue because for some reason so i actually i paused myself on hinge like two weeks ago because i was just feeling like fucking done with everything after like four nothing dates Mm -hmm. um so i like kept whatever matches i had at that time but then i paused my profile so i still have like six guys in the queue who have asked me out, who I'm like kind of pending on. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm away. I'm seeing family. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm kind of like holding them at bay. Um, But I'm also like just so, just so like, like over going on dates right now. So I feel like I just need to like go through that queue and then I'll probably just like take a break for a bit. But it's like also, you know, going through that queue also comes with like the, you know, understanding that most of them are probably going to be like not a match. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like kind of like dating, not even dating fatigue. It's just like dating like what's the point. 
Yeah. I mean, for Dick, for getting laid, that's literally the only reason I want to date. But um, besides that, not really. And the social social exhaustion is real. Like, I think especially in quarantine and stuff, we're just used to spending so much time at home. Like, I remember for the election thing, like, I went to vote in person on Tuesday. So I, like got ready and like showered that morning I was like oh I have some people over later like I guess this is like me getting ready for the day and I felt like weird because I was like I usually just shower like three hours tops before an event and then like I'm fresh but then I realized like back in our normal times I would shower once in the morning if that right and then go to work for eight hours and then go to happy hour or go on a date and like be out till till, 12 a.m And that's, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I literally was disgusted because I, I, I couldn't shower for, like, fucking 12 hours one day. <laughs> like, because I was, like, doing things. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, it, it's just, yeah, like, I don't know, having one thing planned a weekend. Yeah. It's also, like, any social engagement is now automatically more exhausting mm. because we're not having them all the time. Like, whereas before, I'm like, oh, my God, how did I wake up every single morning, get ready, go to the coffee shop, go to work, go out to get lunch, come back, like spend eight, you know, a total of eight hours with my coworkers and then come home and then see my roommates and chat with people, whatever. It's like now, like if I go out for a couple hours on a date, I come back and I'm like, I need to like crawl into a hole for a few days. Yeah. Like I need to see no one and speak to no one mm-hmm. for a while to like regain my like equilibrium. Yeah. And going on a date is a different social experience, like, I would say, because it is only one person, and, yeah, like, it's a little bit better. Like, I don't think there's a lot of, um, I don't know, at least for me, there's not a lot of, like, one-on-one stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it's usually, like, like two (laughs) of these people, so that's, like, different. Yeah, but the problem, though, is that when you go on a date with someone who isn't really a match, like... For me anyway, and I'm sure for you too, like, if you go on a date with someone who isn't that interesting, you find yourself, like, kind of entertaining for the whole evening. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm emceeing my dates. I'm there like, hi, I'm Elle. Nice to meet you. And I'll be asking you the questions. (laughs) Like, I'm literally, like, I'm bouncing back and forth from asking the questions and telling my personal anecdotes and... You know, asking if we're good on drinks or if we should tap up. Like, I am just the all-inclusive host of that date. Yeah. And if it's someone boring, they are doing the bare minimum and kind of just responding to me. Yeah, so And so, like, I go home from that and I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted because I just spent, like, three hours talking nonstop. Yeah. You know? And, like, that takes a lot out of you. And it's just, like, it's hard when they're... The other person isn't really carrying the conversation at the same level that you are. Yeah. I mean, to a point, we've also been through this a bunch of times that it's like, eh, like, exactly. there's almost yeah. like a, a script yeah. <laughs> of like, okay, what do you do? What do I do? What right. do you like stories to tell? Right. Here are my good stories pertaining to that subject. Yeah. Now your turn. Be interesting. And if you can't, okay, well, on to the next topic. On to the next. Yeah. Um, so, um, actually, I want to switch gears a bit and talk about the lawyer. So, yeah, the lawyer. Um, if you guys remember from, I think, the season premiere of season four, um, I talked briefly about him. And um, we met, 
like on Hinge. And this is when I was living in Brooklyn. So he would come to see me. And then like our last date, I went to see him and he was in Hell's Kitchen, which is exactly why I never like went to him before. Um, and then like, I kind of ended things because I was moving to Westchester and like, even though we don't live that far North, I was just like, I want to give Westchester dating a chance and like cut ties. I was just being so dramatic about it. Honestly, I was just, no, but honestly uh, it makes sense. Right. You're like yeah. moving, you want kind of a fresh start. Yeah. And it was like, he wasn't like that special. I remember even saying on the pod, like he, he is an ancient and like, <laughs> I did also complain. Like I felt like I was carrying the conversation a lot of the time and stuff. But yeah. And seeing like such terrible guys in retrospect just made me wish to like see him again and like good dick and whatnot. God, that's the fucking problem with perspective. It's like, oh, this mediocre, this guy who was like a five personality wise, he's now like an eight because everyone around him is such trash. Yeah, literally. So like, that's what happened. And then um, I was complaining to you about it, Alan, and you're like, you should message him. But I was like in a low place that like any form of rejection, especially from this lesser male would like have ruined me. So it's now been enough time that I feel like more mentally stable. So I was on like I was going to the city um because my doctors are in the city um and I was in his neighborhood so I was like hey I'm in your neighborhood like if you want to get a drink for old time's sake like let me know and he responds back immediately and he's like oh I wish I could but I'm actually back in Canada because it's Canadian And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Um, so then I was, he like made it sound like he was coming back within the month. And then he replied to my Insta story this week and started chatting a little bit on Insta. And he said to me, like, he's probably going to stay there till like the end of November. And in my mind, it's like, he's like, his sister's going to be in town. He hasn't seen her in a year. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like you're home. You've been quarantined in New York the entire time without going back to your family like I get it but like mama needs to eat um (laughs) but and also I'm like that end of November is a slippery slope I know they don't have Thanksgiving there but like they do it's just not October yeah exactly right we're not a lawless people okay (laughs) (laughs) not savages so I know like it's not like staying there for Thanksgiving but like then at what point are you like end of November Christmas is in like two to three weeks you might as well stay home like there's no point coming back to the city where you share an apartment with one other person and you live you work out of a one bedroom like i'm sure he's like a fucking nice house up in toronto in the mm-hmm. suburbs like like i get it um so now i'm like thinking oh god like he's saying this because he's like preparing for me not to like to be I, I, I like i get it but like i was like still kind of like oh and then um so he kept like talking here and there. I tried to be a little flirty. It kind of worked. I don't know. I was getting the vibes again. I just kind of getting reminded of what it's like to talk to him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not like, like maybe you like, I'm like, I smile when I get a message from you or something, or I, like, I giggle and laugh, but like, there's no like actual like feelings there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm like now just, I don't know prolong the inevitable again but there's literally nothing else going on (laughs) yeah I mean I think that's fine which is why I recommended that you reach back out to him because it's like whatever we're all in this kind of um purgatory like state Mm. where you can't really like 
no one's really fully dating. No one's really fully moving forward with their life plans. We're all just kind of like suspended in time in this COVID moment. So like, if there's someone that you like get on with enough, then like, why not? Right. Yeah. So I think that like, even if it is, even if he's away for a while, if he plans on coming back and has an interest in seeing you when he's back, then like, whatever, why not keep that option open in your back pocket? Because who knows when we get into the lull of like winter and like maybe second lockdown, like it'll be nice to have someone who's still like kind of in the queue. Yeah. And this was like from the first lockdown, I remember us both having this kind of like epiphany where we're like, Oh fuck. Why do we have no like remaining kind of like, you know, side bays in the background. Because we burned all, all the bridges. Yes, yes. Because we are too efficient and too honest. <laughs> and we excommunicate our bays as soon as we're like, this ain't it for me. Yeah. And like, not to say that you should string someone along if they're looking for something serious. Definitely don't do that. And right. also not to say that you should continue to string something along if you're not happy with it. But if it's just like, meh. And you guys get along enough and it's okay. And you're both okay with keeping it casual. Then like, why not keep it open? Yeah. You know, I know he's definitely not there either. Cause like literally on our first date, we talked about it. Cause obviously he's Canadian. He's here on a visa. Like he has a solid visa because of work. Cause he's a lawyer, but like, um, he wants to like switch that role and he wants to like either go back to Canada, go to Europe and like work there. Like he's basically like a year out basically from mm. changing roles and changing his life. So he's not looking for anything serious either. And that was like really perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause aren't we all? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> aren't we all a year away from our dream life? <laughs> Perpetually. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good place to end it. You know, we'll be, out there doing God's work, date, dating for you guys vicariously. If you're dating yourself, I mean, DM us. Um, yeah, DM us. We love to hear what you guys are going through amidst, you know, the fucking uh, many um, hurdles of our current world. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to talk about election because I don't want to jinx anything, but like, um, hopefully, oh, we will know. Hopefully, we'll know next time we chat with you who yep, the president hopefully. is. Um, and we can either celebrate or commiserate. Either way. <laughs> but yeah, in the meantime, uh, keep dating if you feel safe doing so. Slide in our DMs. Let us know what you're going through. Let us know how you're navigating these current times. And uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok. Use our audio clips. Yes. Oh my God, guys, wait, this is really exciting. We've started uploading audio to TikTok. And we're really hoping that one of those audio moments can, uh, you know. Go viral. Can go viral. Get us some uh, more listeners. Because um, the, 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 whatever. I mean, you guys are awesome. Obviously, we love you. We just want to share the love. All right. We <laughs> it's got not it. saying you're not special. Right. <laughs> help you help us. Slash help us help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got to double down to the gym, so we gotta go. Yeah, B's got two drinks in front of her, so we need to. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yes, no, it's it's prudent um, in your, you know, in your. Uh... I just can't. He's slurring my words right yes, now. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so right. let us drink. Bye. Bye.